Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Welcome back to the second instalment of Finding Extra Time, the family member spin-off of the FPL Surgery podcast. We are recording on the 13th of November 2018. Absolutely delighted to be back for another episode. I want to welcome back my co-host and editor and all things good about all the media work we do, Iceman. Thank you very much, Pully, and welcome back to yourself too. Is this podcast like the sister or is it the brother? What are we calling it? I was trying to work this out beforehand. Maybe the maybe the listeners can decide that for us, but it's very much in the family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Of a, of a host of different podcast topics I know you've got lined up. Yeah, and you have lined up too. Yeah, we just love extra work. But um, <laughs> no, this, this, I've got to say, this doesn't feel like work at all. It's always a pleasure to record this and prepare for it. I know we, we really enjoyed doing the first one, actually, didn't we? Yeah, it was enjoyable. We got a lot of good feedback from it. A lot of people kind of experiencing the same things. I mean, we had um, a fellow FPLer, Tom Campbell, just saying how he enjoyed it. And it's remarkable how so many people have so much in common. And you don't realise it until you kind of hear other people talking about it. Yeah, do, do you remember what we got roughly in terms of listens? It was over 600 in the end, wasn't it? Um, I can actually have a quick look now. Yeah, we're on 600 odd. Uh, That's oh, great. It's now playing. Now I've clicked on the SoundCloud link. But great, yeah, okay, yeah. We're, well, we're, on, uh, we're just over 613. Yeah. I probably made that 613 by clicking. I completely put you on the spot there. <laughs> I, I suppose the point being that's great because it is a, the, the point of the podcast, this isn't so much about treatment, it's very much about talking about issues that you might not usually with blokes that you know, you've got to know us through FPL and actually hopefully you can see that actually some of the things we're talking about are very normal. The fact that over 600 people have heard that message is wonderful. So that is great stuff. And we're really hoping to build on that today. So one of our regular listeners, the FPL Surgery, has very kindly come forward and agreed to come and join us in our discussion today just to share his thoughts on the topic. We want to welcome Aaron to the podcast. Gentlemen, thank you very much. It's uh, great to be within such esteemed company on a podcast. You're welcome, Aaron. Thank you. Great to have you on board. Aaron, um, just to, not to tell the listeners too much, but just... I mean, the first thing is, I guess, how did you get involved in the, the FPL community that's kind of um, made us come up with this idea? And just tell us a bit about your passion for this topic and why you wanted to come and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Billy. Uh, how important is, is FPL, really? The irony is FPL's really helped me through what I've been going through from a stress perspective over the last couple of years. How I got into it, oh, it's, I don't know, eight years ago, something like that. <laughs> it was all French. It, you know, it's your mate. You just say, oh, you know, let's challenge one another. And it really got us back into listening to football and, you know, cheering on for uh, Solomon Rondon scoring or sort of someone <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it just great. But this topic, though, Bully, it, it's, oh, it, yeah. it's close to your heart. You know, when you have family members, friends, you hear, hear of people being off work due to stress and, and you kind of see different dimensions of people and I've been going through some tough times myself with stress at work so yeah th- this is a really important topic and seeing you uh, both bring this to a fore the same with some of the things I've been doing at work it's a really important topic and uh, I'm really glad to be uh, helping spread the message raise the awareness because the more you talk about it 
the more it becomes like an open discussion. Yes, yeah. today we, we're, we're talking about kind of the, the concept of stress in men, and you have been kind enough to come forward and come on the pod, so we do appreciate that, Aaron. It is one of these things which a lot of people experience no matter what through their lives, so it's not necessarily just about you know finding treatment, it's just about sharing your experiences, how people are dealing with it, how it might affect men. People to listen to other people with the same experiences, like I said earlier, like Tom said. Mm. Yeah. So um, I think just to, to preface before we move on, any any opinions, like we said before, they don't reflect our employers, any of our accrediting bodies. This is very much just our own sort of views and our efforts to try and help people, I guess, uh, when they're experiencing these difficulties. Um, Aaron, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about your, your own experiences, as much as you would like to, of, of just stress and how it can kind of affect you? Yeah, absolutely, Billy. It's 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 really tough. It's almost like it's almost like coming out of yourself a little bit. You can kind of start to think about things differently. It sometimes affects your moods. I've found myself uh, snapping at people, yeah. um, and and I think the worst possible moments for me is that you know you've had a really hard day at work, and I work in the city, and I'm quite a self-aware person, so I kind of know how I'm feeling, and you know what, I'm a very happy person. Kind of links into my Twitter handle. But when it gets to you, when the stress gets a great, it really overtakes your mind. Uh, and I had instances where I'd be like jumping on the tube or jumping on a train and you might break down in tears because you're just so glad to get out of work on a Friday night. But it could be random things like it's just it's just amazing, really. So I think it affects me mentally. Uh, it also I found affects me physiologically, you know, things like backache and neck pain. You know, I've had neck pains that start in my neck. They go through my shoulders all the way back, uh, down my back. So, yeah, it, it, it's both inside and it's also mm. something you can feel. So, I mean, like you say, you have dealt with the subject in hand. And Would you do anything different in the future now that you know how you've dealt with it in the past? Or how would you kind of deal with things going forward now that you've been through those types of issues before? Well, I suppose, really, uh, I suppose, I'm, I'm kind of still going through them. It's not something you can just fix. Yeah. It's like bully when you mentioned about you break an ice, uh, break um, an arm on the third. Yeah. You know you're better when you can use your arm again. Yeah, yeah. It's really about training your mind to react better to situations, uh, and, and, and you know it, it's difficult. It really can be quite tough, um, and it's all about having people around you uh, and sharing. We you talked about going to the gym uh, you know i do a fair amount of cycling and um, i actually block my diary out at lunchtime at work for two hours so i can actually get out of the office to kind of alleviate the stress and take my mind away yeah yeah that's actually a good little exercise to use in terms of blocking things out so you've got time making time for yourself is what you're saying as well how do you see the availability of the help that you can get when you are going through these types of problems you know, I, I suppose I'm lucky. I work for a large employer, and they have employee assistance programs. Uh, now we're starting to have like um, mental health champions at work, and, and they're just fantastic things because it's about what you were saying: raising awareness, getting people to talk about it, but also not seeing it as a stigma. So I'd yeah. encourage it, it's sharing, it's talking, it's picking up the phone. But you do see it in the you know the general practitioners now. You go in, and there are much more. Um, evidence of posters around the place and you see people happily talking about it and people are understanding that 
mental illness is something that um, does affect a lot of people. People are starting to talk about it more. That's what kind of this podcast is for, to, is to help people kind of talk about it as well. We started this podcast in a type of, we'll do it for, for men and to look at it from a men's perspective. Do you see any particular issues for men when we're discussing stress? Like, what do you feel like men have in terms of stress, which maybe women don't? I, I know from my own perspective, working five days a week, uh, coming home and doing things in the evening, you know, you know, the kind of like doing the little chores in the evening sometimes just gets a little bit of a you know, difficult, you know, you're thinking, oh, I've done all of this stuff at home. I'm, I'm the one who's outgoing and doing X, Y, and Z. And you just want to come home and chill out. And yeah, I think that, yeah. that maybe there's more pressure on, on men in that respect. But I don't think that's a solely male issue. I know many yeah. of my female friends who work nine to five. And I think it's work is uh, taking over the world. You know, we're all so busy and commuting. Um, great thing for me is is commuting. I actually spend the time listening to FPL podcast. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. yeah, listening to the second captains or listening into like you know from an arsenal perspective i listen to ask blog so it's about actually going well this is actually a time for me to mentally recharge and chill out in the morning yeah i i totally agree with that i, I do exactly the same in terms of the the commuting i also listen to ask blog he's brilliant yeah so that's a, that's a really nice insight aaron to, to kick us off of that general discussion of stress and i think you're right it, it seems to be that the, the issue of men's mental health female mental health um it almost sounds like it's kind of quite individual depending on what your your setup is because you're right if it was a female who was going out and, and working more than the guy then they might well have the, a similar experience of what you're describing there but um yeah so just that idea of being on the go all day and then coming in and having more to do and not having that downtime and just the importance of you know scheduling in and prioritizing downtime in your break and taking that break and also on your commute using that as a time for yourself as well i think that's really good advice for people um james we, we've got some discussion points here haven't we just to broaden the idea of, of how do we understand stress do you want to bring us up oh the yeah, first yeah, one? yeah we do so i mean what are the signs and symptoms of stress yeah so i'll, I'll kick us off here now we know from research that around 74 percent of the of people in the uk report at some point in the year feeling stressed and overwhelmed i guess if we were painting a picture of that we've all got our little kind of bonfire that is life burning away mm. and generally we can kind of keep on top of that but if somebody starts putting a load of fuel on there and the fans you know, the flames start to fan and we can't control it anymore we feel overwhelmed we're looking at this huge fire how do i deal with this i don't know how to cope with this and put this out we feel overwhelmed and we know a huge number of people go through this day in, day out throughout the year. Now, one of the other things about stress, stress in and to itself, we're talking about that perception of not being able to cope, that feeling of being overwhelmed. I was really interested, Aaron, you said there that when you feel stress, it's almost like you're thinking slightly different to usual. Can I ask what you, you meant by that? Yeah, it, it... <laughs> I think if you know yourself and you know your normal thought processes, you know yeah. how you would normally react to things. You yeah. know, you, you know that normally if somebody asks you a, to do a piece of work or somebody, you know, a family member rings uh, and you're thinking, oh, I just don't want to talk to you tonight. I just actually want to be on my own. Okay. You kind of have a, a different view that something 
is going on differently in yourself. Yeah. And if that happens more often, you start to actually consider, right, why am I thinking this way? So there's something there about becoming sort of withdrawn, not wanting to, to face people. I think in more extreme circumstances, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so there's something, something there about being so overwhelmed that the normal day-to-day stuff in terms of the way that you think and what you do all becomes a bit too much. Of course, that stuff gets pushed to the back whilst you try to deal with some of the problems at hand that are overwhelming you. Yeah, it's like if I kind of relate this back to the work I do, uh, mm. you know, I'm into development. And, you know, people development, that's what I, I do for a job. And I've loved it. Always great to understand people. And some people who might be more extrovert, mm-hmm. some people might be, you know, more introverted. And you kind of can see the difference for an extrovert per- person. So they might ring and you might think, oh, I want to talk to people. I love talking to my friends and family in an evening. Mm-hmm. And then if you slightly detect that change, and this is what happened to me, you know, my sister might ring up and I might think, oh, not tonight. And that's that difference. And, and it's being aware of the differences and what impact it's having on you as an individual. Yeah. So it's that change in kind of the norm for yourself. And again, they're not, the interaction with people becomes harder, doesn't it, by the sounds of it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think just from my own experiences in terms of being stressed and also working with, with people who report feeling stressed it's that that being overwhelmed it's i like the way you talked about the physiological component of it as well so tension we know is is a big one for people when they're feeling stressed and also that kind of creeping up on you so suddenly you notice you're gripping the steering wheel a bit harder you're shrugging your shoulders up you know during the day at work you feel tense all over and again that that really can just creep up on you without you even thinking about it consciously you know people talk about uh, clenching their jaw and having problems with the dentist because of that or getting postural problems that's a real sign that you might be feeling quite stressed that's your body telling you hold on a minute too much is going on here for me to try and cope with yeah and in situations like that if you are realizing that you're doing those certain things it's a case of actually acknowledging it and actually thinking well maybe it's the time i discuss that with someone and say why do you think i'm I'm doing that at this stage or why am i clenching my fist at this point Mm -hmm. is this a good thing is this to relieve stress or what's this doing is this benefiting me in some way or how's it affecting your life yeah, and I think, um, like you're saying there, Iceman, becoming aware of it is, is the first step because there's actually, as, as a quick win, if anybody's interested in this, if you find you get very tense, just have a little Google of, and I say that completely unprofessionally, but just look up the concepts of what we call progressive muscle relaxation because that is not only a really good skill for relaxing, but also it's about you coaching the body to pick up and detect excessive tension before it gets to the point at which it feels too overwhelming and then we get the irritability and the you know the snappiness that comes with that that kind of feeling so mm. it might be worth just just checking that out um so we're talking there about this this sense of being overwhelmed we've got the physical side of it we've got some of the behavioral changes we might notice with stress chaps i'm, I'm just what i'm thinking about here and i can chime in on this as well the idea of how we kind of deal with problems when we're stressed compared to usual. Aaron, do you have any kind of thoughts on that? I think it's uh, it, it's a very difficult one. Everybody's going to see things slightly differently. Yeah. I think one thing about problems and things that you're facing, often yeah. people want to write them down. Yeah. Often people want to share the problems, and that also helps to discuss it. Yeah. 
but also for some people when it's overwhelming it's a big big issue writing it down and almost compartmentalizing it chunking yeah. it down into its kind of component parts and then it's almost like uh, Stephen Covey said in one of his books about if you look at the circle of influence, look at actually what you can do and all, equally don't worry about the things you can't control. It's mm-hmm. what you can control are the things because sometimes it's the other things that are outside of your control. They're the ones that maybe are stressing you more. Yeah, I, I really like that. There's a couple of things that I can think of you, you're just talking about there. So one is just this idea of when we get stressed, we know when we're really emotional, we tend to look at things in a very black and white way. So usually when we can accept some kind of uncertainty that there's a gray area and how something's going to go, when we're not feeling too stressed, we can kind of accept that. But for some reason, what tends to happen is when we get stressed, we start looking at things in these very abstract ways, which doesn't allow us that thinking flexibility to to kind of deal with them. So you're absolutely right. I think writing them down to make it a bit more concrete is helpful. And then looking at actually what is the stuff that you have control over versus what is the stuff, you know, that is actually a bit hypothetical. It might happen in the future. It might not. But to expend energy on it now isn't going to make any difference to that situation. I really like that idea. And I guess just to, to branch out, I suppose, and broaden this term, we know that, I don't know about you guys, but if you speak to different people, do you find they tend to describe their stress a little bit differently? I think it's stress is almost a build-up. If someone says to you they've had a stressful day, it's actually several days or maybe months. You know, the, yeah. the human body's not built to do uh, and deal with stresses on a daily basis. You know, it's like the, mm-hmm. the monkey in your brain around fight or flight. It, it, you yeah, do brilliant. too much of the flight then you really start to burn yourself out your body it, it's almost like it just you just feel it swelling up inside you but yeah. i think it's also it, it's about those who are close to you for me it was that people at work started noticing oh, oh okay. i think aaron's changing a little bit what's going on here and they were noticing certain things so it, yeah it's all about the closeness of people around you as well they can certainly help and that they might notice it more than you do or certainly they might notice it first yes it's a great point there because we've been talking about kind of symptoms and things that we feel within ourselves but actually it's it's the signs as well that people pick up on so like you say they're the, noticing the change i mean certainly if i've in previous jobs that i've done certainly that the comments from my family have been i've been a bit more distant when i'm out of work um so when they're trying to have a conversation with me i'm quite distracted and that's been just simply because i'm trying to think about how to deal with things in the day but i think it's very easy to fall into that trap when uh, you've got a lot on your plate especially if you're feeling overwhelmed with things yeah so the reason i'm asking that question is because i think we're talking about stress in the sense of being overwhelmed burnt out you've undergone a problem for a, a period of time stress can also be a bit of an umbrella term that for people in society is used to describe how they're feeling but we could be talking about different things so someone who talks about stress could be describing the symptoms of depression so for example feeling down feeling hopeless not having interest in things anymore not kind of having that motivation having problems with their sleep and their appetite generally feeling like they're they're not good at things they might be a failure in some way they might be talking about that kind of cluster of, of sort of symptoms that they'd feel and then we might have someone who talks about stress in the sense they're having panic attacks so suddenly they get this kind of a fluttering of the heart and they suddenly think it means they might be having a heart attack or another physical health problem which leads them down this road of what feels like a near life-ending experience where 
you know, the anxiety's got so bad, they feel like they've, they've jumped out of the plane, they're plummeting towards the floor, and as they go to hit the ground, they pull the parachute and it doesn't come out, that kind of near-death-type feeling that comes with panic. So we can we can describe stress. Um, we can we can use the term stress, but it could mean different things to different people. Does that kind of resonate with either of you two at all? I think for me, it certainly, yeah. It, the element of the panic attacks, uh, it, it's almost it graduates up in a scale from like a you know yeah. it's like a, a fixture difficulty rating. When it gets to the maximum, you start to feel those more difficult. Uh, I just can't describe it really. It's that whole behaviour psychology uh, of what's going on in you. I suppose the the reference you're you're kind of almost used there in terms of fixture difficulty rating actually refers to maybe just a a small stressful situation like uh, the game we do play in terms of FPL. If if things are going wrong in that, then that's when you think, oh, it's going wrong. How do I fix it? Are you able to fix it? If you're not, does that mount up on stress upon you? It does on me in, in just that one little game. So it's it can resonate in all sorts of aspects of life, not just a, uh, a silly FPL game. Yeah, it still creates stress though, doesn't it? Because it's uncertainty, um, there's decision making, we, we're not really sure about the outcome. So yeah, if that within itself, when you're passionate about something, can bring about stress. Yeah. So just to, just before we move on to our next subject, which is about more cause rather than feeling um this has come from a nursing times um, journal article just some general warning signs and symptoms that you might be going through stress and it may be helpful to get some support so other than the ones that we've thrown out there so far um a feeling of fear confusion helplessness or general uncertainty about the future um, as Aaron talked about that, withdrawing from family life, work and social situations. Aaron hasn't done that himself. He's just kind of talked about the, the idea of that. Indecisiveness, being frustrated, irritable, cynical and, and angry. Anger seems to come up a lot more in the research for men in terms of how they express some of these things. Not making them a risk to others, just the emotion of anger. And I will say <coughs> on that sometimes, I speak to a lot of guys who say they have an anger management problem and actually, they don't. They justifiably feel angry about their life situation. Um, we could probably do a whole podcast on that, but just one to keep in mind. Marital conflict, partner violence, negative parenting behaviours, alcohol and drug use, insomnia, and, and physical changes that we've spoken a bit about. So indigestion, changes in appetite and weight, diarrhoea, constipation, headaches, toothaches, nausea, the list goes on. But if, if, if you're can kind of relate to a few of those and you're having a tough time it might be a sign that you need a bit of help with stress or one of the other problems that i've spoken about yeah i, I suppose that leads us on to our other topic which we've got to talk about is um what might contribute to stress uh, what levels actually bring you to that stress level aaron if you could lead us on here what, what do you find brings you to a stressful situation in which you you feel like you are stressed or you look back at it and you think right i was stressed there I think it could be as simple as looking at, you know, your week plan at work. You've got meetings in your diary and you've got big things that you've got to deliver. You know, it's that feeling of, well, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. How am I going to fit that in? Um, you know, it could be childcare. It might be you've had problems with your childcare provider or school have rung you up and your child's sick. Uh, 
it's almost those things that maybe come out of left field. They 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 can be just normal everyday occurrences, but it can be a build up and a few of them all together. You know, it's not the stress of bringing in you know Martial for the weekend. <laughs> things that are important to you and that you really value. It's when they start to click, you start to really notice it more. Yeah, I like this. I like that kind of idea of just things building up over time too many things at once and it can be as you point out there whether it's fpl or work or whatever it may be whatever area you're kind of committed to if those things happen it will cause you stress um i guess some more more general ones we could think about i suppose first of all i talked at the end of the last podcast i talked a bit about values and one of the things one of the reasons why i mentioned that is because what we tend to see is if people move away from doing things that they value that can bring about stress in the sense of depression because they're not doing the things that are important to them and sometimes without even realizing it some more subtle life changes can can make that happen so if you have a friend that suddenly moves away and they were someone that kind of supported you to exercise or um, socialize with other groups or maybe you just chatted a couple of times a week if it's something as subtle as that that you've lost that could actually start to bring about a lot of those those signs and symptoms so it doesn't have to be something major sometimes it can be just a subtle change we know being unhappy in your job is not that the research tells us that work is good for our mental health as long as the environment fosters that. And if we're unhappy in our job, that they absolutely make things worse. And having a heavy workload and too much responsibility without support leading to working longer hours, that's a big trigger we know. Certainly in the UK population for stress, and I imagine worldwide that's an issue as well. More generally, we could say um, bereavements. Absolutely, <coughs> we know that people react differently to loss and everybody will be different in terms of the stage and cycle of grief that they go on but we know there's a period of time when people might feel quite stressed because of that more general life events like divorce losing a job getting married i can attest to that and everything that builds up to that moving home that it's the, the, the idea that it's the most stressful thing you can do but again there's all the uncertainty that comes with that and all the things that you have to you know, you have to sort out all the people that you're relying on, huge levels of stress there. It could be physical health problems. If you've suddenly, you know, you might have been a very athletic or just active person for much of your life and suddenly you might have had a health problem that stops you from being able to do those things, again, that might lead you down the road of feeling pretty low or, or anxious. Um, it might be caring. We know that there's, there's a huge amount of people that care full-time or part-time and that can bring about lots of stress with it because that can lead to some aspects of self-neglect and not looking after oneself. So uh, that's just a very brief list, but these are all things that can trigger feeling overwhelmed or perhaps problems like anxiety and depression. It just shows there's a lot around which can lead to stress. I mean, just uh, I'm not sure if you have added it. The alcohol and caffeine could be one as well. Like if you're overdoing on the caffeine or alcohol or underdoing it, depending on what your usual routine is and leading on to that is a, a well-balanced diet, whether you're moving off your balanced diet into something, you know, you're eating too much junk food, that can even lead to stress. Another obvious one is not getting enough sleep in terms of yeah eight hours a day which you're you're meant to have yeah absolutely so just that that idea of idea of self-care ice man i think that's a really good point um aaron is there anything you want to add on what we've just said there in terms of just some of the the key causes for for stress no i think you've you've summed it up guys but it doesn't it say a lot about society today 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about like, you know, it's, obviously it's Remembrance Sunday just gone. And a hundred yeah. years ago, a lot of these stresses weren't very prevalent with people. Yeah. People had, you know, not easier lives. They were a lot more difficult in a, a, not a number of ways. Now we're faced with a lot of different facets of life. As you say, the big five around, you know, bereavement, mortgages, changing job, all of those circumstances. It's just interesting how it's happened. And as individuals and as people, we have to adapt to the these things a lot better than I think we used to. Yeah, the um, I think you talked about the fight and flight response earlier, didn't you? And that analogy of the caveman era, where you just you either fight or run to survive. But that that's pretty much it. It's a hunter gathering. It's um, it's just surviving, and that that's the main thing you focused on. Now we talk about bills, employment, career pathways, um, bringing up families, the weekly stress that is FPL, as we joke about. You know, there's so much more seemingly in society that can trigger this nowadays. Social media, again, I think we probably need a, a series of podcasts on on how to kind of look after yourself there. Uh, but I think it's a great point. This it, it's interesting how over time different things cause stress in our society yeah exactly so i suppose the the last particular thing we need to say on this pod is kind of how do we deal with the stress levels aaron what, what's your methods what do you do when you do get stressed is there anything particular you, you'd like to share with the listeners or maybe a little bit of advice of what you do to kind of deal with those stress levels yeah well yeah thanks nice man I, i'm no expert in this but it's it, different strokes for different folks Certainly yeah. sharing with people, talking to people. I don't think excesses of things like drink necessarily help. You said in the previous pod, and we've mentioned this earlier on, it about exercise. It really does free the mind. It helps the heart, obviously, and it gets the blood pumping and the oxygen going. And I think that really helps the brain. But certainly talking to people and structuring your problems. And I've said a lot in a short space there, but there are a few of the things I've been doing let's not take away from the fact of actually seeking help, actually talking to somebody about it. You know, it might be for going for a CBT therapy. It might actually be doing fantasy football. It <laughs> certainly helped me a lot yeah. last year. You know, when you get really stressed, you sometimes have to take yourself away and you have to take yourself about where, from where the stresses are in your normal life. And you might think to a parallel universe, reading books, watching videos, watching films, I think one of the things you can do, it's even as simple as going on YouTube, the World Health Organization, that they did a brilliant video um, about uh, I've got a black dog and it's all about depression. It's about talking about how things make you feel and how some things bring you down. Such things like that. I've seen it at work where mental health champions have came in and they've talked to you and then you suddenly realize it's not only me who's going through such things. Uh, again, it's about raising awareness and it's, it's just, it's very, very important for people to really understand that they're not alone in this. Too many ideas thrown in there, chaps. <laughs> lots of, I, lots of ideas, but I, I'm taking on on your last point now of coming away from it and moving yourself away from it. I'll give an example of kind of how I have dealt with certain things. Just say you're in a discussion with someone, whether it be even online or whether you're talking to someone in person and you're, you're feeling your levels go higher and higher in terms of you're, you're getting a bit annoyed with what's going on or you're not happy with, with how it's going. If you take yourself away from that, 
it's more or less like moving away from the particular thing which is stressing you out just to be like right I'll step away from that for about half an hour and then I'll come back to it if I need to and then that particular half an hour which you spend away from it can be really good for you in terms of regathering your thoughts and thinking right well I was stressed at that point and that got me to a level of almost saying things which I don't want to say I've come away from it now and now I've kind of relaxed myself kind of you thinking logically a bit more then you can go back to it and be like right well this is how I think for examples that can happen quite a lot of work and sometimes you should take yourself away from that situation maybe even go to a different different room even going to the toilet or something like that something which I I have done in the past in terms of even at work uh, and we know you certainly go to the toilet quite a lot. I do definitely go to the toilet. <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I, I pick up off both of you there. I think there's some, some lovely points. Iceman, that idea you talked about stepping away from the situation, and Aaron, you talked about CBT. So one of the techniques in CBT that talk about is this idea of rational and emotional mind. So if we're not feeling too emotional, we can kind of engage rational mind to look at the factual evidence to support the way we're looking at things. And when we're in a really emotive state, we tend to be dominated rather by just how we're feeling. So our decision making isn't always based on, on objective fact. So you're right, Iceman, sometimes stepping away from a situation where you're feeling quite emotional, giving that time to settle down a little bit and then coming back and thinking it through can lead to clearer decision making. So I like that idea. Aaron, you were talking there about this idea of almost escapism into, into books. Is that what you kind of had in, in mind and films and things like that? Yeah, it, it really is. It's just taking yourself away into something that doesn't cause you stress. It's something that you're interested yeah. in, something that you really enjoy. And I think that that is a lovely way of managing because often people, if they worry a lot they do and, and they, they feel depressed, they do something which we, we all do at some point called rumination, and that's either worrying worrying what if what if what if about the future or dwelling on things that have have happened in the past and usually doing both of those things we can lose hours sometimes and not really move forward in any particular way if we're feeling depressed and we're ruminating we tend to just feel worse and worse because we have more and more intrusive kind of negative memories about what's happened and if we're worrying, sure as hell, we'll find more stuff that potentially could happen that we'll worry about. So I love that idea of just pure escapism, getting lost in a book, watching a film, having something that doesn't take too much energy mentally for you to do. Um, and just on a personal level, I can think about rest in peace Stan Lee, the head man at Marvel who passed away in the last few days because his inspiration to create the movies, the comics, is something that I've really loved following in the last sort of decade Um, just as a bit of escapism for myself so I really like that idea the other thing I want to throw in is about so that that's kind of distraction also the idea of of approaching problems as well because sometimes I think we can get more and more overwhelmed by by a problem and we definitely need to take ourselves out of the environment but also how we then deal with the problem as well so certainly it's something I found helpful at work is always to kind of have some kind of schedule and prioritize how I'm going to do things I think if quite often if I haven't got that I can find myself kind of chipping into different problems without actually getting to the core issue that I need to really face so sometimes it's about prioritizing what we need to do if it's in a work situation try and speak to supervisors managers people around you to get some support uh, we've talked about the the benefit of exercise and yeah just and, and it's not always about going to the gym it can be about just simply walking being a bit more active doing something in a group of people 
But yeah, just this idea of talking about it. And I was going to mention a few ways that professionally you could get some support. So most GPs now, I would expect to have training around mental health, stress, and some aspect of their service where they could, could refer you to someone to talk. So absolutely, first of all, talking to your GP, whether that's about getting some medication to manage anxiety or depression, or if you don't want the medication route to get a referral to speak to someone about this. There's a number of mental health services nationwide now. There's services called IAP, so Improving Access to Psychological Therapies, which are kind of primary care-based services where you can speak to someone about your difficulties and get different types of talking therapy. Aaron's mentioned cognitive behavioural therapy. There's different counselling approaches as well. And these will all factor and be thinking about the issues for men in terms of actually coming forward and talking. So I'd really encourage you to, to access those. If you have a particular health worker, there's more, um, so for example, a midwife, a health visitor. It could be someone, a nurse you're seeing about diabetes. There is more knowledge about mental health of these issues as well. So raise it because really mental health and physical health go hand in hand. And actually, if it's getting to speaking to those people in the first place, trying to speak to a trusted friend or family member if you can to give you the confidence or to support you to get to those appointments can be a really empowering first step. Great advice. Okay. So, um, Iceman, I think that was all of the main discussion topics that we had today. I believe so. So, yeah, um, I guess that brings us to the end of of another Finding Extra Time podcast. Um, These aren't as long as our FPL surgery ones, just because, like we said, we're not reeling off data. But what we'd hope to do today is just, uh, I guess, share our experiences of stress and some things that may be helpful Again, we, we always would love to hear your feedback, so please uh, get in contact with us on Twitter, Iceman. The at handle is... Is at findextratime. And we also have an email of uh, findingextratime at yahoo.com. At findextratime. So tweet us on there, give us your feedback on the pod. Um, message us privately if you want to speak about um, anything that we've mentioned today. And if you have a particular story that you want to share or a topic you want to come and talk about, then, then let us know and we'll, we'll get you into our schedule of, of uh, guests that we've got lined up. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us and giving us your time. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's something close to all of our hearts and uh, brilliant work for raising awareness and keeping this going. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah you, well, I think it's been great. You've come forward and spoken. So, um, so thank you for that, Iceman. I think we've, we've given a podcast worth of wisdom. So I'm not going to ask you what I usually do. But all <laughs> that's left to say is uh, thanks for listening t- to uh, finding extra time once again. Make time for yourself to make a change to your mental health, or just look after yourself in the coming weeks. And we'll look forward to speaking to you in the next one. Mm-hmm.